Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast. You are listening to this on a Wednesday, and we are still in Corona land, and I am broadcasting from my bedroom. Lots of thoughts and conversations in the sex work community. It seems like there is an increase in sex work these days, considering so many people have lost their jobs. Um, sex work is something that a lot of people think about and want to try, but don't for whatever reason, usually because they're already pretty comfortable and taking that extra step is scary AF. But a lot of women now I think are like, well, what have I got to lose? I've wanted to try it anyway. So let's give this a try. And there seems to be a lot more opportunity to be quite honest. There's a ton of virtual strip clubs. OnlyFans has increased its user rate, um, which is a whole can of worms. I think we have to have an entire episode around OnlyFans, by the way. Um, the really interesting thing about the increase of sex work and the questions that are coming up for me is, does this mean that awareness is being raised around sex work because more civilian women or more civilian people, I should say, are getting involved? Does this mean this is an opportunity for more education? because there are new people getting involved who are finding a newfound respect for the work that we do. And also what's happening with platforms like OnlyFans that are starting to go down the route of excluding sex workers, the very people who help build that platform. And what's gonna happen to Zoom? Because they've already caught on and algorithms are about to change. So the industry, the landscape is definitely changing. There's a lot of things going on and we're seeing more and more articles, more and more people talking about sex workers positively. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like this weird pot that everything's being thrown in and jumbled around and we're gonna see what comes out the other end. Um, but there are some people that are writing about it, talking about it and doing things that truly make a difference so that we can get in front of what's happening and be proactive instead of reactive. And one of those people that's here on this podcast with us today is Kit Monroe, a stripper who has definitely caught my eye and the eyes of a lot of other people. Um, Kit, go ahead and unmute yourself and say hello to our beautiful audience. Hi, Queen. Hello, beautiful audience. And thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be back. Yes, it is so nice to be back. So for those of you, if you're not sure, um, Kit actually did, uh, she was one of our callers on Stripper Call-In. It was an episode that aired um, a few weeks ago. By the time you hear this, it will have been an episode that aired over a month and a half ago, um, <laughs> almost two months ago. Yeah, and that was a really special event we had um 12 different strippers call in in a matter of three hours so it was, it really was so cool was so cool part of it yeah yeah did you happen to listen to either one i or did both of those? i listened to the whole thing and it was so amazing the different perspectives of like all over and how many people handled it so differently and i also learned so much and your girl got got some unemployment, so you know oh, I'm getting like, but like because talking to you because remember last time I talked to you, I was super kind of confused about what was available for us and what wasn't, and so yeah, yeah thankfully, yes, I'm so glad that worked out. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, so I want to start off by giving people an idea of where you're from. Um, okay. So tell us where you're from. Um, and what it's like to dance where you're at, strip club culture, etc. Okay. Well, um, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is on the coast. Some people are like, where's Charleston? And I'll <laughs> tell them, have you seen the notebook? And, and if they've seen the notebook, they've seen Charleston. Otherwise, um, yeah, it's, it's on the edge of America, like they like to call it. But um, 
we get a lot of tourists. We get a lot of golf trips and bachelor parties and things like that. So it's definitely a huge uh, tourist location. Um, I, I work at a topless uh, establishment and the one across the street is nude. So the rules here are different. Like uh, the full nude, they only can have uh, alcohol popsicles, not alcohol. And then, like, yeah, and I'm like, so I say to people, I'm like, I mean, you can go over there and, and watch the dude and have a popsicle or you can have a shot with me with my tits out, your choice. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but honestly, I, I really, um, I've only worked at, it's called the Silver Slipper since last March, actually. Um, before that, I was kind of dabbling in other sex work. Um, I told you before, I webcammed and things. But it was just, for me, I love socializing. I love interacting with people. I love making someone's day. So for me, it was something that was very gratifying to be able to do face-to-face because I'm definitely a people person. So Yeah, me too. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> what, is, like, what is the strip club scene like over there as far as like house feeds and tip out and um, paying out dances and like how you're treated overall as employees, just in case someone didn't listen to your call in episode. Yeah. So our, our club is different than the other clubs in town. We do not have like other, a lot of the other places just to dance. You have to give like 45, 50, 60, something like that. And then we also have a podium. So all the money goes through the management. So we don't have to actually take it and turn around and handle it like that. Um, which for me, I rather it be handled that way. Um, just because I've had, I've heard of situations before where people have, like had a confrontation, not been able to get their money and had to call security. So like, I'm on a mission for like everyone to understand like what it's like when you go to different places yeah. and like the similar or different things that we're all dealing okay. with. Yeah. So like in our club, you have to, the only tip out you have to do is for the DJ and it's $10. Um, dances, um, you pay, they pay the podium 30, we get 20 of that. Um, now that's for per song and VIPs for an hour, they pay the podium 700, we get 420 of that. Um, it is cash. It is cash. We get paid out the end cash. But um, there are some other clubs around here where people have to wait, like, wait a couple weeks to get their money. So, what? And, yeah. Because they want to want, like, credit cards process. Yeah. It's, look, honestly, um, there, it's one of those things, like, I've been around it enough. If I had an investor, I feel like I could do it and do it better. Uh, any, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't, like, any one of us would Honey, you it. and me would, like, blow this shit up. <laughs> 100%. Um, any one of us would run this shit better. We are our own business people on the floor, non-fucking-stop. Exactly. And then exactly. we see the inner workings. Like, it's, it would not... Yes, we could 100% do it better. We already are doing it now virtually. We're treating each other better. We're having more conversations about what our workplaces should look like and how yeah. we should be being with each other. Men aren't capable. <laughs> I was just yeah. saying before this call about how even during this, like, I just think that women in general, we tend to be more calm in um, fucked up situations because for so many reasons. And even right so now, many. yeah, even right now with what's happening, like I'm just finding so many men just having breakdowns in communication, breakdowns in their lifestyle. Like, uh, and all the women I know are like, we are therapists. We are therapists. Yeah. Flying, thriving, yes. doing it well. Yeah. Yes. And I'm finding so, that the men, because I'm, I'm dating right now. I'm using a dating app. And so I'm talking to hella men on a regular basis right now. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, like, I feel for you, but I'm going to move yeah. on now because, yeah, you're yeah. not ready. 
And yeah. then our tolerance for men in a social setting becomes, we're very quick because we read men so well. We're like, okay, no, no, yeah. no, you're an idiot. Like I'm a sapiosexual. <laughs> like, you can't have a conversation with me. Like just go, just, just go. Like, unless yeah. you're giving me cash, just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the podium thing is really interesting. Um, and I hear you. I've been in situations before where I was like, you owe me this much money and they refused to pay it. Couldn't they technically refuse to pay a podium? Well, here's the way it works. They pay the podium before they go back. So they can't even go back and get a dance until they paid. But I mean, isn't that there's nothing that happens out on the floor. Like art, the club across the street, sure. they do dances and stuff like they do dances right there out on the floor. Us, everything's in the back. Yeah, but isn't that also, like, that's something that I learned later on being a stripper, especially if as a customer that was new, that um, I would get my money up front or not always. Um, I would gauge based on who it was. But, I mean, same. We also are encouraged to get our money up front. Yeah. So, I mean, like – you know, if you're in a certain position, I mean, there's definitely guys that you can like take their car, take their cash and whatever, and just take it to the podium and whatnot. But, um, there's, that's just how they've always done it. I think I may have told you when I was like 18, when I lived in Phoenix for 24 hours, I went and danced at a club and literally it was a club that you had to get the money yourself. And I had a guy and a girl get a dance with me and then they would not refuse to pay for it. And I'm such a non-confrontational person. Like, even though like I have my boundaries, I was just like 18, obviously. So I was sure. like, Oh my God. So like this for me, like I can talk numbers all day long. I can say 1500, like it's five, but like at the same time, I just like, it's, I'm, I'm not good at, I just, Yes, Got that it. is. I lie, see. I but see. The yeah. they, it's the way it is. It's like it works for me. I got it. Yeah, and that's what matters. Yeah, I got it. I'm ADD, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, um, that would not work for me. Yeah, that would not work for me. No, I, I feel that, and I feel like if I was around someone like. Because, you know, I came in and just kind of taught myself, you know? So, like, if I had someone like you that, like, could be my work wife, they could, like, just teach me these things. Like, I know that I yeah. can eat. You know me. I quickly, like, pick that shit up, so. Yeah, I can tell that. But also, like, we none of us, like, had – there's no training manual. There's no, no let me take you under our wing unless you get really lucky and find that person who's willing to do that. But that's typically, like, not – yeah. The thing, which I think I'm noticing that there are more things like that maybe starting to happen, like where there's I more compassion. There, there's definitely, like, I am the type of person, I make sure that I just am kind and cordial with everyone and um, because that's just how I sleep at night. <laughs> but um, sure. at the same time, there was the club that I work at the girls in general are super kind and if you come in there new and they can tell you actually really want to work there are girls that gave me some great advice so I basically would watch people for the first couple of months and like watch the ones that were really like running around making money and see how they did it and figure yeah. out you know like okay like you literally have to assess the person the second they walk in the door do they go to the ATM do they go to the bar and get a drink? Do they go and get their $20 turned into like ones? Like, what are they doing? If they're going yeah. to the ATM, like, obviously they want to spend like a money, but if they go to the ATM to the cash converter, then like they just want to throw bills. So it's like looking at all that stuff before you even approach the person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, it's so interesting because you know, working in, um, Sapphire in New York and Spearmint Rhino in LA, I would very much do that. Like, we'll just, you know, observe, observe, and then make your decisions and then figure mm -hmm. out your game based yeah. on, 
their actions and their way of being in yes. whatever setting. Do they have a bottle at their table? What are they drinking from the bottle? Are they right. just ordering beer? Yeah, I never, you know. Or I, the guy that just gets water, you know he's serious. And he's in there because he doesn't, he's not there just to have a good time. He's in there to have some companionship. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's so funny because um, I just haven't thought like that in a long time, you know. But I do recall, like, when I first started working at Sapphire, I was like, let me learn this drink menu. Yeah. So that I can figure out how much money you're spending when you buy a bottle. Smart woman. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. So <clears throat> something that, um, you know, what really – inspired me to want to talk further with you is that you got recently you got published in a local um media outlet and it's really in the bible belt <laughs> yeah in the bible belt which is so impressive but it's it's really uncommon for sex workers to be past the mic how in the fuck did you make that happen <laughs> my boss he had that he asked them the contact myron right yeah he, um, you know, he just, that, that comes back to taking care of people that take care of you, I guess, you know, he knows that, you know, I'm articulate and if he's going to send anyone to talk to the paper, I guess he felt like, you know, I could represent well, but at the same time, I knew he was trying to also help me, um, because it's definitely helped me <laughs> a lot, um, I, with, you know, trying to grow my online base and everything. But it's, it's, it was amazing because I had so many of my friends from work, you know, contact me afterwards and they were just like, thank you. Like I started crying when I originally got the text message about it. Cause they basically are like, look, you know, keep, people keep, um, highlighting food and beverage, but they haven't really, you know, highlighted what the struggle of what's going on in the sex industry. And I was like, is this for real right now? The yeah, no, totally. Like, I have like a the million The City Papers, like, is this a joke? Let's find a joke yeah. on me. <laughs> so let's break down really quick for the audience so we can give them some context. So you got yeah. published in. Tell us what paper you got published in. It's Charleston City Paper. Um, you can go online and the article is still on there. Charleston City The, the name of the article is Sex Still Stouts. Sex still sells even in a pandemic so yeah. if, even if you go on charleston city paper and um google search kit monroe or google search hello search kit monroe it yeah. should come up that way or just the name of the article but i can also send you a link to see yeah you. yeah send us a link um but yeah. also like it sounds like they reached out to your club manager yeah. and they were looking for a sex worker to write their like experience and perspective on what's happening, right? Yes. Well, again, like that never happens. Never. I'm like, wondering, was it the editor? Amazing. I, I literally sent it to my mother. I was like, mom, you've got to see this. This is like <laughs> amazing. Like I just, you know, and that's what keeps me going is like these unexpected crazy things that just are like, like soldiers of the pole, like soldier of pole, like, you know, I, I was pole, having yeah. a bad day and like all of a sudden, like I hear and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just got, you know, a grant from, you know, and it's just like, oh thing. yeah. So you're talking about stripping for strippers yeah, and you received grant money for, um, via stripping for strippers from soldiers of pole, yes. um, which is a campaign yes. that we ran for the entire month of April, 2020, um, so where we had, uh, strip shows on Instagram, um, anywhere from one to two times a day, every single week in the entire. It was the coolest April. thing ever. I just <laughs> it was love really it. intense. I just yeah. love you for that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. So I totally like read through the article and I picked out questions, um, yes. for you. So, um, one of the things that you say in the article is that people, um, in regards to people releasing themselves is one way to relax. What do you mean by that? Also around that same sentence, we are a coping mechanism. What, what did you mean by that? Well, um, if basically I think of every, there's different people, different walks of life. I've had people walk into the club and 
they're dressed super nice in a suit and tie. And I'm like, where'd you come from? They're like, awake. Um, or someone that just, you know, got back from overseas and, you know, he's only here for a day and then he has to go back over. You know, it's the people that just even having like, I believe in like human touch being it, obviously we know it's very healing. So even touching someone on the shoulder, um, and, and having good intentions behind it, like you are releasing that comforts him because I feel a lot of people don't get human touch at all. You know, like they just yeah. and it, think of babies that, you know, end up passing away in, in orphanages because they were never held. So I take that further and I think that, you know, we are, but I'm also into the fetish side of thing. I'm sorry, I'm, my, my answer is a little spread apart, but, you know, we have people that come in specifically and they want certain things and it's a cathartic release whether it's will you spank me with my own belt like will you yeah you know whatever and love those yeah yeah and so for me like seeing them happy by me saying xyz like makes me happy because I know that I just made someone say so yeah yeah and so when you say releasing themselves you mean sort of like kind of giving themselves like in a vulnerable way to like a sex worker's care. Um, and I kind of mean like, it's just like cathartic release. Like, yeah. Um, like just like having companionship, like having, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I'm saying exactly what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but not like actual, not release. actual releasing. Of <laughs> no, there, everything stays in, 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 in the zipper. No, energy, which is fine if that is that type of release, but right. that's not no. what we're talking about. I just want yeah. to distinguish. Exactly. Yes. yes. No, I'm talking but like, about kind of like an, an energetic, an yeah. emotional release. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah yes. I mean, definitely. It's something that comes up a lot, especially when we're talking about sex work as we are technically kind of semi-therapists in a lot I of ways. I anyone read that article and thinks I'm over here just giving like hand jobs left and right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, girl. It's up for interpretation. (laughs) What'd you say? It's up for interpretation. That's for sure. And that's Uh, what I try to say is, like, trust me, you will leave happy and satisfied. And you can interpret whatever you want from that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Here's another thing you said in the article. You You said anytime you have a recession, there's always a demand for sex work. We're in a very interesting position. I don't think what we're going through, anything has ever happened in the history of the freaking planet. Um, this is a pandemic one in which we're like locked in our homes on a regular basis, uh, void of a lot of human contact. Um, do you think that that's like kind of why you said that, that there's a demand for sex work because we as workers make ourselves so available to these people um, and because there's such a lack of human contact, do you think that maybe that's why there is a more of a demand? Absolutely. And, and that's, and that's what it is, is people are not able to do the things that they're normally doing to, you know, go outside and go biking, go surfing, go whatever they do, hang out with their friends. And so they still want someone to talk to. They still want um, to be entertained and, um, all of those things. And so, you know, there's, there's so many different avenues that they can be happily, you know, still feel connected. Um, it's not obviously the same as it's not the same club. No, not at all. And it's probably better than than watching when we're opening back up and it's like, yeah, I have no idea, <laughs> but it's probably so. better than like watching Netflix show after Netflix show. Like if we consider all of the virtual strip clubs that are happening, like we actually get to talk to them and it's like, you're watching us live right. and it's like, you're peeking into our lives as well. Like under no right. other fucking circumstances before this pandemic, would I publicly live stream myself 
in my goddamn house, like my sanctuary, you know, like not, and so sexy when you curse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, even if I was a webcam model, I would have a, I would have a separate like workspace. Yeah. Um, because I'm, you've done webcamming, so I'm sure you know, and I'm really, really good friends with a very good webcammer. And she has expressed to me times where she's camming in her own personal space and how it sort of starts to mess with her psyche after a while, because it's like your home is no longer your sanctuary. And so that's why I'm saying like that. You would have never had a peek into my personal fucking life the way you do now. Well, and, for, and the thing is, like you were saying about, like, Netflix and the difference between, like, us and – is, like, it's an – we're a real person. And right. they have real conversations and, you know, it, you know, it's just something that they feel like is something they can look forward to that at least right. no matter what's going on out there, we're still here. Right. Exactly. And – Um, and I, and I think you're right though, that there's such a need for straight up personal human to human contact right now. And sex workers are so incredible at filling that need and providing that service to people. And I, I think we're stepping up to the plate in a major way. I've never seen the community come together like it is right now. Like, there are so many positives to what's happening. And um, I, I just, I love what's happening. So <sighs> yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think there's a lot of incredible things happening and it's, and it's so interesting how many people, you know, like the empowerment of women over the past couple of years, like I know it's, a, it's bigger than just women, but I'm just saying, I have notes just with women, them not being so catty and, and realizing if it's we empower each other and we network, we can rise up together. And it's it's been something that, you know, men in general have have done much e but but now, you know, we have these telegram groups for um, you know, sex workers to, you know, network and Things like that, but we have to give context around Telegram because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I just learned about it yesterday and I know a lot of shit. So if I don't know what Telegram is, a lot of people don't know what it is. So can we talk about what that is real quick? Well, Telegram is not, is more for the sex worker. And Mm. and basically there's thousands of groups on, it's an app um, that you can download and, um, you just have to know another sex worker to kind of invite you into some of these. But um, basically, they do drops is what they call them. Um, so let's say at 8 p.m., you are supposed to put your Twitter handle. And everybody goes at 8 p.m. And whoever drops at 8, you go in, retweet one of their posts. They retweet yours. So it's just like, it oh, could so be like a hundred yeah, so it's gonna be like a hundred people. Like it's like a cookie swap. <laughs> yeah, so it's a way to be more visible, basically. Yes. Oh yes. man, I, I didn't yes. know that. The way I was introduced to it is like we could do tasks and keep track of a document and search a document very easily. Oh and it's wow! All, it's all encrypted information. Um, okay. Encrypted messages. So that's how it was presented to me. I didn't also realize that it's like a community platform. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Huge. Like there's some there's some uh Telegram groups that have, you know, a five hundred thousand, three thousand uh sex oh, workers. Wow. Well thank you. Thanks for filling yeah. us in on that because I have no yeah. idea. But it's really interesting that we're talking about that because my next question actually is do you feel more connected to strippers and clientele in a way that you had it before COVID? Um, because I, and maybe not so much clients for me, cause I don't get to see them in person as much as I yeah. used to, but I feel so much more connected. Like I've met so many strippers around the freaking world since this pandemic. And that have like, I just made friends with Samantha Knox in Canada. We're like buds. That's awesome. See, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like as far as clients are concerned, 
Yes, yeah. you're right. Like I miss, I miss going into work and like, you know, going and like talking to everybody and like, you know, just, just the interaction. But as far as the sex worker community, um, it has, I mean, I never would have met you, you know, and right. like, and like, there's just so many cool opportunities that have come in my life since this pandemic has started. And it's, all been like through the internet world so it's just like i you know i'm very thankful um i i definitely am not like a tech savvy kind of girl so i much rather just like go talk and be bop around but i'm taking i'm learning day by day so um yeah i i definitely feel so much more connected to to everyone and um yes and yeah. that's the thing is, like, after this is over, like, like you, for example, like, I already know, like, I'm going to plan a trip to California, so, like, I can actually, like, drink wine with you in person, girl, like, yeah, let's go, so, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I just think it speaks real, like, volumes to, like, how loving and caring we all are towards each other, like, in the dressing room and at club. Not to say that we don't have our conflicts, but that's just people having conflicts with people, yeah. right? But, um, like, the, so, for instance, um, the other day, um, you know, I was with a couple of my girlfriends, and we were just fucking around, and I was like, I feel like I'm in the dressing room again, you know? Like, those moments <laughs> in the dressing room when you're all back there just, like, raging and, like... Yes. You know, like, on those fuck you nights, fuck you to everyone yes. and each other, and you're just like, yes. this is rage and have a good time, you yes. know? It's One kind of, my, of like that. My co-workers had like, a birthday party a couple of weeks ago, and, it, and she just invited girls from work, so there weren't that many of us, but we felt like it had been, like, a high school reunion, so we're all just crying yeah like, oh my god I haven't seen you in so long and, yeah but yeah yeah um, it's amazing so have you heard about boober eats I'm sure you've you've heard about I boober have eats. what are your thoughts on boober it's eats can in we the article that if they said something about boober eats and for me personally I think that's why I asked yeah I would be terrified I would too. So let's tell the audience really quick what Boober Eats is, because just in case nobody knows, it's been viral lately. But Boober Eats is, I think it was like in Portland, maybe? Yeah, which is like the stripper capital of the world, right? Stripper capital of the world is dudes. They have a restaurant and a strip club. They start sending their strippers two at a time with a bouncer. So three people at a time. Yeah, didn't know the bouncer part. Okay. Traveling <laughs> to people's houses. Um, at the height of COVID. I still don't think I could do it. So they're not being treated as employees. They're still being treated as independent contractors, which means they have no workers comp. They have no, um, sick pay. Um, you know, they, they don't have those same, the benefits that an employee would have, um, which is also something that like food delivery service uh, companies, the, the workers are like trying to fucking boycott. And then here's this guy, um, duplicating that, but with sex workers, the most vulnerable and still not treating them as employees. Um, I personally don't fucking like it. The only thing I like is that there's an opportunity for the workers. That's the only thing I like about it. I don't like anything else about it. Yeah. What do you think? (laughs) I don't think that's, I think that, that that's not safe. And like, I'm an event planner also. And like people have been asking me to plan events and I'm like, no, you're leading people. We're not in a place. We got to watch the numbers and like putting people in that type. They should have done virtual. They should have done drive through strip club. They should not have been sending people to people's houses. Houses. I mean, what if the guy, the person who has a gun. You know, well, like, if you have a bouncer or not, yeah, and, and it's, it's not even that. Like, you know, you're you're even if she's a he, she's asymptomatic, doesn't mean that they're not taking it home to their family. And like, it's 100%. Just- so, like, we get one of my housemates gets food delivery service during all the height of COVID, and I was always tripping. Like, are they wearing masks? Are they wearing gloves? And it was only one person in this in this Uber Eat situation, they were literally sending three people at a time to your door at the height of COVID. 
this, the guy who created it, patting himself on the back. I'm just wondering how, what benefits do they get later when they get sick? And the answer is fucking none. Unless he's got some backdoor plan that we don't know about. But can oh, no. you please talk about that, sir? What happens when your strippers get fucking COVID? That's terrible. No. And that's, that's the thing about most of these places in general is, you know, we don't have jobs or we have, you know, unless exactly. I'm wrong, 401k no. and insurance. I mean, we have to take care of ourselves. So, yes, I mean, like, yeah, he definitely was just obviously didn't have the boobs and just needed to get it delivered somehow with pretty women. So he had to hire some employees and treat them like dogs. So, yeah, but the, the thing that what I'm seeing though is that he's happy, they're happy. I mean, that's what the media is portraying, and obviously, it's like a great media kick, right? Hot <laughs> girls delivering food to people's houses, topless, like, oh, isn't that great? And it's that's like, terrible. What? Like, are you I looking can't. at the fucking back end though? Are you even taking a minute, like? Also, it's just such, I don't know, I have so many thoughts around it, but at this, and then I try to be like, oh, why are you tripping? Why are you, you're just hating? This is my internal dialogue. Why are you hating on these people that came up with this, like what everyone else seems to think is a great idea? So I ask myself, are you hating on it because you're jealous that you didn't think of it? Or no, is it because no one else is thinking about the you, other details? You just honestly, like, are it, it's, it's, it's something to have waited till later on to have started something like that, but to have started it when we had no idea how it was mutating, no idea how, you know, it's like how people keep saying like, you have a friend with one glitter piece of glitter on and there's 10 people in a room. How many people yeah. have glitter on? Like you don't know. And so like, right. that was very, very careless of him. And so like, no, I, I think that, there are plenty of other smart avenues to keep people yeah. safe and happy all around. Yeah. I'm even just, like, yeah. what if they did attract something and then every time they go to the door, they're giving it to the people at the door. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And one of the things, I'm just going to say one last thing on the subject. There was one video that I saw and one of the dancers is like, well, you know, we're independent contractors. So... And like she was stating, I forget in what context she was stating it, but I was thinking to myself, wow, even as delivery, food delivery people, you're still being treated as an independent contractor. And any delivery service person like that works for a restaurant, they get their base minimum plus their tips, yeah. right? Yeah. If I'm wrong about that, please write in and fucking tell me. Yeah, write in to delivery people. Help. Don't get base money plus benefits in some way, shape, or form. Are all delivery people considered independent contractors? I have no idea. I've never, I've never, I don't know. I need to well, know now. We need to know. We need to know. Someone please tell us what is the deal with delivery food people? How are they treated? Yes. Yes. All of them. Um, yes. So... So since you were a camera, you might know a little bit more about this. I had a real issue watching in-club, in-person sex workers flood the internet with camming. Um, and, and my only issue was that please be respectful of the people who have already lived in this realm. It would almost be like if the internet broke and everyone, and everyone and came into the club right and how would you react if you were in the club and you got flooded with all these extra workers and saturated your market um and how I guess what I'm asking is like what do you think about that and also like how do we respect each other when we have to adapt and think on our feet and cross each other's lines yeah um you know it's hard because um, you know, I think I told you I'm, I modeled for about five years. So I've, I've had like a Kit Monroe Instagram, which is the brainless flame. And then my Facebook Kit Monroe forever. I've been trying to work on my Twitter, which I'm 
told you I'm not protected. Oh, why is girl. Twitter so hard to get? I don't going. know, but it's supposedly like the most friendly for us too, which is it like is. There's like titties on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for me, because I kind of had a base, um, I didn't even kind of make my on my Instagram and stuff really known. Like, hey, I'm dancing. So I like once in a while I would take like selfies in in the dressing room and like be like come see me tonight or whatever but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like completely like everyday advertising it type thing it was more of my work and stuff that were people were seeing but when this happened um I just kind of opened it up and was like look you know like the club shut down you know I'm switching to OnlyFans um you know to so for my regular customers to feel like they can keep in touch with me still because for me i I don't want to be having them you know texting me or calling me like that's not okay for me right um but you know it's one of those things that i do feel like i know it's a very saturated market but i do I'm I'm very encouraging the people that want to get into it though, because even the pregnant girl or the whatever, I mean, there's somebody for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I said that I to yes, my middle age. Definitely and that's why you have to be consistent and be nice and, and hustle be hard. Nice. It's it's about you just have to like, you know, work against your own goals and support each other and you know like yeah it's saturated but at the same time it's going to start dropping off because there's going to be a lot of people that can't do it and they or can't keep up yeah can't keep up or it's a lot of work it is a lot of work and and some people emotionally like don't realize that you have to learn to compartmentalize and things like that and so you know i think it will die down at some point some I've had many people ask me to help them with things and stuff but it's it's definitely been interesting for me going from you know five years ago as a sex worker you didn't even say you were a sex worker but Um, now now it's like you don't now you can say you're a sex worker and everyone's like oh okay like yes and no yes and no yeah there's even some sex workers who don't don't want to call themselves sex workers yeah, it's definitely different, but yeah. Um, so in regards to there's someone for everybody, I was just talking to like my middle-aged white male uh, straight friend who's like, I'm gaining weight and going bald. I was like, there's someone for everyone. And he's like, even for me, I was like, yeah, man, gay dudes love to see straight dudes do gay yeah. stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, and male porn supposedly has like, gone like 40% rise and since this stuff has happened. Amazing. I Amazing. Keep my like guy friends and they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, get on cam. Like, yeah, me a sex worker. You damn yeah. idiot. What are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in regards to, uh, the other stuff, I think that you're right. Like we just need to continue to be really supportive of each other. And like, and I'm really hoping that one of my, thoughts is that like if we all have to cross pollinate maybe we'll get a different perspective on each other's work lives we're we're all doing sex work but sex work can be so different in so many different ways and i'm just hoping that we can release horophobia that we hold on to from from level of sex work to level of sex work like for instance i know some people who look down on camming and I'm like, how in the fuck? Cause I'm very close with some cameras and I think they're doing God's work. Quite honestly, they do some of the most intense, incredible work I've ever heard about doing because they have access to so many different people and it's so much more private than being in the strip club and the stuff that they're able to do and help people with is just beyond its next level. And they, they are saving the straight men from themselves and from us. Yeah. If you educate and take care of the straight man, especially the white straight man, 
if you can turn them and get them onto our side, yeah, then we are winning. And yeah, that's well, what we still gotta work are doing. on our President Trump there, but I think Stormy Daniels is uh, gonna have to work on that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a whole episode. We could talk about Stormy Daniels for like two Honey, hours. You know, I'm here for the episodes. You just let me know. Uh, <laughs> yes. She's just deeply immersed in the patriarchy, which I don't judge her for. It's really no. hard to no. be in the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. No, not at all. I, no, I tell people all the time, I'm like, he's just so mad at Stormy. That's all. He's so, so fucking mad. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that fucking dude too much. Um, but yeah, uh, I love cameras. I've been very, very interested and concerned about their plight because something that I heard recently was, um, when you're a new camera, you get automatically pushed up to the top of the feed because the, the site you is like algorithm wise on a lot of sites. Yeah. So imagine if like a hundred new cameras in one month sign up. Yeah, I, de I definitely, yeah, that, well, what is the there's de definitely different ways to do it. Like, if you are a top girl, you're going to be on one of the top lists. Like, they have how many viewers is in this room. Whoever has the most viewers in that room will be on that list. But then you can go to newest, which is also, you know, there's different ways yeah. to look at things. But okay, you know, I, I definitely feel like camming is a much lonelier life than dancing. Yeah. For sure. um, yeah, way lonelier. I mean, for me, I am now having to do things more technically and mentally than I have had to do physically in the past. So I have to make sure I stay on my pole, keep working out, and like because I'm constantly like trying to find links and this and like answer questions and like yeah. talk to my yeah. OnlyFans, uh, you know, clients and stuff. So yeah, we don't have the option to gain weight on this break. We still, we have to take photos. We have to edit photos. We have yeah, to videos, I have a photographer to... coming here in a, a, a 30 minutes actually. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the option to let ourselves go. I should say gain, gaining weight or losing weight, whatever is arbitrary, <laughs> but we don't have the option to let ourselves go. We no. don't yeah um and then no. and like you said like yeah we have to become more technical savvy we have to like think about lighting and internet connection and sound yeah. and like things but, we never had to think about when we just grabbed our bag and went to work right. yeah but we're dumb now like we're dumb now yeah <laughs> we're yes. so stupid i love you <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> <laughs> you're so pretty oh um, you're so pretty. I think we're going to make out and hang out. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there, this one thing, this, this one thing, this has been, um, uh, this was another article that I read. Um, people making jokes about sex work, like, like it's easy to be a sex worker, like fuck this math. I'll just be a stripper. Like, um, I was given a birthday card, uh, and at the time I thought it was funny and it didn't, it took me like several years to be like, actually that card is offensive. And it's a nerd girl at the chalkboard doing very complicated math. And her thought bubble is saying, fuck this, I'll just be a stripper. And it's this, these ongoing jokes about, um, how, you know, well, fuck this up, you know, I'm not smart enough. So I'll just do sex work basically. Like. What are, have you come, seen any of that? Or do you have any thoughts about, um, you know, people just making these like blanket general jokes about how easy it is to be like us, basically? I haven't, I haven't seen anything of that specific nature about like math, but people definitely like if I'm in an Uber or something, I will try to do my best not to tell them that I'm a stripper because the second people hear you're a stripper, they think that you just have money falling out of your boots. And, um, you know, like as someone that is doing it with a, you know, not trying to do it when they're 80 and have like a, a, a goal in mind, they're trying to save some of that and live off of it. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, we make ridiculous money. I mean, I make more money in a week at the club than I had last month. I mean, sometimes. 
depending on where you are or what time right. of year no, it is. No, it's a gamble. Every day is a gamble because yeah. you don't know, like, what else yeah. is going on in town. Like, are there people in town? Is it raining? Like, you know, right. there's so many yeah. factors. Rain uh, in California is a huge factor if you're going to make money that night or not. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah, and in New York, if it's raining or snowing, chances are you make more money. I and get it. In LA, it's cold on a warm body. Yeah, yeah it's re- it's the opposite in, in LA. So yeah. So no, um, so go strip in New York in the winter, California in the summer. Well, yeah. actually, the rain can come anytime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I I guess like um, I'm just kind of. Th- this was another article that I had read that was recently published around the same time as yours and. Um, you know, it just really kind of hit home with me, um, that, yeah, it's, people just think it's so easy to transition into this life. Um, and I made a post about it the other day, the choice to do sex work is very easy or could be very easy. Maybe it's not easy for those, but the, but the action and the the lifestyle is very very difficult and there's a lot of jokes made about how oh well I can't excel in this area so I'll just throw you know I'll just be a sex worker it's like it's actually not that easy no it's not that easy and it's something you have to definitely like decompress at the end of the day um because you know me even being as outgoing as I am I come home and I sometimes just don't want to talk like I just have (laughs) talked for hours and um but it's it is hard because you know it's it's being able to read people and what they need and what they desire and what they want and to be able to do that you have to be really focused and and it half if not more mental than physical is yeah totally be vibe with that person like if they are on a level two then you want to be like on level three if they're on level eight you want to be like a 9.5 like it's just like about making them feel like if they're chill like you know you're not like a bouncy bunny you know just yeah I mean that yeah and that goes back to your comment earlier about like how important it is for us to read people and to spend so much time like like vibing on other people's energy and not just one person's energy, but like fucking you have to like change your energy vibe fucking person For to every person, person. Yes. in the room people, that you and understand like when you're asking people questions, you make it sound like you're just making conversation, but you're really assessing like, oh, oh where yeah. are you from? Oh, you're from out of town? Like how long are you here? What are you here for? Work or pleasure? Like those yeah, 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 yeah. Help you figure out, oh, he's on vacation with his boys. He's here for pleasure and he's spending his vacation money here at the club. Like that yeah. simple. Totally. My favorite was, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an engineer. And I'm like, many, 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 yep. <laughs> Like I'm like, you're lonely. You're bored. Yep. You have yep. hardly any human interaction. All you do is analyze yep. things. You don't want to analyze anything. And you've got a shit ton of money that you're not really spending on many things. Yes. Except for maybe some random electronics. So you're <laughs> yes. the ticket in the room. Yeah. Yes. I love it. And also, for me, I never discounted, you know, the guy in flip-flops and a white t-shirt and jeans. Because I'm like, honey, he could be a trust fund, baby. He could be an IT. You have no idea. they don't give a fuck. Because... Yeah, yeah, like people just will pass them. I'm like, you don't, you don't read yeah. well. You're reading them well. If you're trusting, like you don't give a fuck, you probably have enough money that you really not don't give, give a, a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's stripper tips. So, Kit, go ahead and tell us what your stripper tip is. Okay. Um, well, my biggest tip, like I was saying, would definitely be learning how to read people, but, um, that being in reading your customers from the moment they walk in the door, like I was saying, you want to see, do they go straight to the bar? Do they go to the ATM? Do they go to the bathroom? Do they go to the stage? Like, where are they going? Where are their eyes going? and watch how they react to different people around them. Um, 
and if they make eye contact with you, um, I try to not like bombard them, but I will, you know, kind of meander over there and let them, you know, get a drink or whatever and just kind yeah. of introduce myself and um, just kind of let them talk about themselves because people love to talk about themselves. Yeah, they do. Subject. Yeah. So um, as long as you can like, you know, just keep asking them about their hobbies and interests. And when they say they don't have any, you can tell them, well, I'll be a new one for you. And, you know, just oh, that's a good line. That's <laughs> yeah. So yeah. basically just like investigating, Yeah. investigating, investigating to like figure out your next move. To like respond with something like, is usually yeah. the thing because men are businessmen and yeah. you know not all businessmen not all men but like they're businessmen and so you don't want them to feel like you're selling them something but yeah you also want to make them feel like they can't resist but opening up their wallet or whatever so yeah um, and that takes I and you have to do not to use the word buy purchase um <laughs> Would you like to but purchase like, a lap dance? Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you, could you, can I sell you a lap dance? Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I say stuff like you want to go have some fun. Um, you know, can I dance for you? Or, you know, either they'll say like, oh, well, what, can you do something? And I was like, no, you know, we focus on VIPs in the back. And like, I usually right. try, I don't try to sell a dance first. I usually try to sell a very like at least a 30 minute VIP off the rip. So let's like narrow down what the actual tip is. It's like observe and ask questions and read the customer yeah. in order to figure out your plan of attack. Is that what Correct. you're saying? So yeah. yes. So basically, you know, if you have the guy that comes in and he's going to go to the cash converter and then go straight to stage, he probably most likely is not super keen on getting a VIP. If there's a guy that goes to the ATM and then goes and gets and sits and gets a drink, then there's a possibility that he's right. absolutely interested. And if not, he's going to be by the time you're done talking to him. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, Just read your people. Yeah. Got it. Observe. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Perfect. Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. Question number one. How do you sleep at night? Um, I sleep during day. <laughs> Perfect. You're on stage and your tampon just started to leak. What do you do? Um, well, that thing shoved up there and I cut the string, but I keep going, you know? Blood is a fetish, and you better get me out. If there's money coming on the stage, I will still be there. <laughs> I love it. Um, how do you perform at work? Sober, buzzed, or blacked out? Uh, Buzzed-ish. Buzzed. <laughs> me too. Last one. Someone new rolls up in your DMs asking if you sell dirty panties. What's your answer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not the girl that will do like the two weeks. Like I will do. Oh, wear them that, for two weeks. No, those people that want you to wear them for like five days. And I'm like, dude, that's this so unsanitary. Like, disgusting. Like, I'll get a yeast infection. Talk. You have to send me like a thousand dollars for that. Well, and they do. They they'll pay really good money. There's an actual website for that. That like What's people it called? can get. A, I have to look it up and I'll send it to you. I, like, do you know what I'm talking about? A dirty panty website. No, I did this one called E, E, not eBay, but it's like a play on that. Yeah. It's like, it's like the E-band. E-band. Okay. Is that what you're thinking? E-band is no, like, I you can say sell my, like cups of pee. I know I'm thinking of that. So what's it's so poorly down? run. That platform is so poorly run. I tried to be on it and do the dirty panty thing. It was so poorly run. And then, like, some, one of the people wrote to me, like, oh, a lot of the girls here, like, do this because they love it. And they're, like, they're not in it for the money. And I'm, like, 
you're uh, just trying to manipulate me into sending you free shit. Like, nah, exactly. I am definitely here for the money. And that's the biggest thing with people getting into this game is like they can get snowed so easily. Right. It's just like, oh, just, if you just send me a free clip of whatever, then I'll send you this. Oh, no. They're so trying to take advantage. Yeah. So my tip is be wary. Be wary of those people out there. Can, can you tell everyone how we can find out more about you and follow you and all that jazz? Yeah. My Facebook is Kit Monroe and my Instagram is the burnless flame. It's all one word, the burnless flame. And then Twitter is it's Kit Monroe. And then my OnlyFans is onlyfans.com slash Kit underscore Monroe. So got it. Thank yes. you. You're yes. welcome. And thank you so much for doing a full call with us today and giving us all of your knowledge and energy. You're welcome. And I have an answer to your question. Which one? Panties.com is a used panties marketplace. Panties.com. Panties. Is, like what? A singular panty. A panty.com. Okay. That's one. <laughs> all right, ladies. We got to do this. We got to just flood the internet with our dirty panties let's That'll go be the next thing you coordinate for us 100 <laughs> i would love to well thanks again so much for tuning in and thank you for, for our audience for listening you're so welcome and yes the stripper podcast comes out every wednesday on spotify youtube and anywhere that you find podcasts we'll see you or talk to you or you will hear us next week bye yes, ma'am bye thank you for having me Thanks, man. Hey, guys, I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Yes, a stripper podcast. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube at Yes, a stripper podcast. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yes, a stripper pod. Yes, a stripper podcast is produced by Mackenzie Mazel, Shelly Snyder, and yours truly, A.M. Davies. Be sure to email any questions or comments to yes, a stripper podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the queen of sexy. You can also check me out on my website, thequeenofsexy.com.